Welcome to the Hat in the Bag Disc Golf Podcast, streaming to you as part of the Joe's Disc Golf Podcast Network. And here are your hosts, Ben, Joe, and RJ. Welcome back, everybody, to Half in the Bag, the Disc Golf Podcast. Here are three of us buddies get together, grab a few drinks, and talk disc golf. And today's episode is going to be a lot about tournament coverage. So if you have not watched your post-production, probably watch that first before listening to us and then come flip right back over for our dumbass uh, results and reviews here. But Wait, do I need my to watch name. my Jomez before I... Uh... Yes, before I before talk you about record. this. <laughs> um, but starting <laughs> off here, my name is Ben. I'll remember that this week. And I am currently not having a drink today because I am in recovery mode from a three-day volleyball tournament bender here where we did not win the pitcher race, but came in a solid third place. Um, not Give having it the played good old college try. Not having actually played volleyball on day two. That was just from day one and day three drinking, taking third place. So... Uh, we're recovering still from the day. I'm not going to say that I'm not having a little bit of buzz going on, but I'm not actively drinking. <laughs> uh, my name is RJ, uh, and today I will not be having a glass of wine. Instead, I will be having a nice classic Bud Light. Nice. And I'm Joe, and I'm drinking my own tears after looking at my Skip Ace League and <laughs> crying a lot. Every time I look at it. Us three experts, only two of us took last place in our weekly league. Yep. And <laughs> I, I don't Hang on, to... are those scores official yet? Not uh, yet. Not not quite, but Probably I'm still taking tomorrow. bets of I finished higher than you did. Uh, I think my wife finished higher than I did. And yeah. everybody <laughs> finished response... higher than I did. <laughs> I got last. Colby like, Anderson... I, I know it was not a good tournament, buddy, but I thank you personally for not having a good tournament. And Jackie Chen, <laughs> buddy. Yeah, ja- what you Jackie doing? And, Jackie and Kona got me. Oh, it was Co- so Kona bad. Kona missing the cut killed me. It was so yeah. bad. I just. Uh. Well, yes, let's let's get down. Do we want to talk about the men's side here or the women's side here first? Oh, let's go ladies first. All right, Sounds let's good. go ladies, ladies first. first. What? Uh, what was your general impression of watching the ladies? I watched um, some live, some post-production, and I honestly missed the final round due to my volleyball tournament, but I kind of watched the scores as they went. What were your guys' thoughts? Well, I was able to watch probably 90% of the live coverage of the women's, and it was exciting. It was, it was a ton of fun. I was rooting for my predictions, and I was close on some of them <laughs> but I'm glad I didn't take Evelina or not Evelina um, Henna 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 had a rough round two if I remember correctly two and three round two and three well, round one, one round one not, she was up there round yeah. one let me just kind of search results here yeah. after round one she would have been in Let's see. Mm, she was in 20th. Right. She yeah. was in 20th after she round one, but seven strokes bad. off the pace. Yeah. Yeah. Which not, seven strokes, I mean, when you're looking at Katrina and Paige for those seven, isn't that bad. She was five strokes off of Kristen in, in yep. uh, five, fifth position. So, you know, not great in 20th, but not bad by any means. No, not at all. Yeah. Um, very good play. Um, Hopesy Brown. 
she is someone yeah. to look out for. The commentators were calling her uh, the female Eagle McMahon. And I mean, what, she was long, she was lanky, and she could rip on a disc. There was no doubt about that. Was not knowing when to tap the brakes is what really <laughs> did her in. Speaking a from a guy, none of us have. None of us know how to do that. Joe. Especially Joe. Yeah, me, it is, I'm running everything. I've never seen you lay up a putt in your life. Even I've started with, doing that in tournaments now. And you know what? It's worked. It's no a more snowmans on the snow court? Uh, hey, that fewer, one snowman fewer. was my first tournament ever. Yeah. So, and it was a hole that you just had pride take over because you were not going to lay up after your third attempt putting. Well, and then the problem was a couple times I tried to lay up and I caught the root and it just <laughs> caught edge and rolled. And I'm just like, please stop. Please. That's yeah. always the worst is when you try and lay up and you end up in, a, in so much worse of a position than you ever could have if you had just gone for it. Yep. Yeah. Like there's one uh. hole on a huge hill at PFW that if I am outside of 20, I lay up because the hill is so massive and it's so steep that even if you catch edge or even if you like I don't know try to run it it's hole 5 oh that oh. heavy the heavy dog leg left yes yeah yes. it's in a position the, yeah. the one where uh, we were playing a tournament and you couldn't find your disc and I look up by the basket and it's like two Parf. feet off off the pin and I'm just like hey joe yeah, everybody called me an asshole, but I've never put the disc there on my first throw. <laughs> and it was our the dark entire purple. card called you an asshole. It was it was the dark purple one too. Uh, no, just yes. was. They're so pretty, but they're so hard to find. Dark purple, uh, in the woods, on yeah. that dark gray brownish mud, like damn near impossible. And it was the silver side, the silver stamp, was face okay. down. Oh, of course. <laughs> so that yeah. ba- that is not in my bag anymore. Yeah. I the one guess. thing I will say of the women's side, though, when you look at your top five, I think that's a top five we can get used to seeing at the top of the car. Yeah. I mean, Katrina, Paige, Haley King, Evelina, and then Kristen. you got Missy Gannon sitting at seven. Oh, yeah, I missed Kristen in there. Yep. Yeah, like that—that's uh, a top five, six people. I think we're going to see more of the start half, the first half of this year. Yeah, and then I think you're going to see people kind of popping in, like Holland Hanley. Mm-hmm. She looked yeah. good out there. I—I I hadn't really heard of her. The commentator said that in the off season, she's a power lifter. Huh. And there were a couple times where I was like, you know, I'm not—I don't think I see it. And then she like you know, squatted down to pick up a disc and her quads are just like whoa, all muscle. I was like, oh yeah, she's a power lifter. Yeah. <laughs> she kicked my ass. Yeah, I mean well, there's I some mean, other names. I mean Jen Allen was right in there. Kat Mertz yep. was right in there. Rebecca yep. Cox was right in there. Yeah. Um, that those were all in the top eleven. Jessica Weiss finished in thirteenth. Lisa yep. Fakus. We we talked a little bit beforehand about, you know, she just kinda had an okay tournament. Yep. She finished sixteenth. Uh, Sarah Holcomb was, was a surprise being down at 21st. The one mm-hmm. thing I say about Sarah Holcomb, though, she threw that backhand far more than I was expecting. Well, all three courses are not forehand friendly at all, even with someone who has a turnover forehand. 
Yeah, like, but I'm just saying, like, still, I was expecting that to be about as rare as the Eagle forehand this weekend. Yeah. And she which, actually busted out a handful of times yep. each round. Which, apparently, Eagle can throw up to about 250 on his forehand, is what I was hearing on Jomez. Okay. Um, that wouldn't surprise that he feels me. I mean, comfortable to about 250, it down. which, for me, is is a full send um, with my forehand. Yeah. Yeah, well, for him it's or a with my backhand. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, I'll tell you. Just watching the Jomez coverage, this is probably the second tournament that I've actually sat down, watched, you know, paid attention to. Just watching the Jomez coverage of the lead card was really fun and exciting. I'm like, yeah, man. Yep. I, I feel like what they are doing is not that complicated, and I know that if I tried to do any of it. I would easily take a 10 on any one of the holes. <laughs> yep. Any one of them. I do want to play that. Um, I think it's on the, what course did they play today? Was that the factory store? Uh, no, it was the Innova course. The or, Innova course. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I want to play that island hole. That 220 downhill over water. No. No. I don't I'm play blanking. islands. It, you oh, have yeah, like yeah. there's that building Sorry. to the left. Yep, yep. That looks I like talking about. That I, looks I like a else. bunch of lost putters to me. Is what that looks like. I'm taking a harp out there and just. I'm taking a harp and I'm probably misplaying my angle and I'm either in the drink or skipping OB. I don't see me hitting. But I will say oh, I. I never said I would do thing. well on the hole. I oh, said I'm I'm I wanted I, to play the hole. <laughs> I can promise you, I'm ace running that one every time though because that's the only way my yeah. disc is going to stop is if it hits the basket. Yep. <laughs> so, so I, uh, this is, is this the peninsula hole or is this a true island? It was, it it's a peninsula, but it's an island because there's a uh, out of bounds backdrop on it. Yep. There's, it's not yeah. a dog leg left peninsula that you're okay. thinking. Okay. It's a it's couple holes later. Ahead. It's, yeah. It's no. a short little 220. Doesn't look like there's anything to it, but it's a small landing zone. Yep. I, uh, I was going to say, if it's the dog leg left one, you know what I would do? I would just, you know, pull out my putter like I was on six at the, uh, what it, what was that first one? The infinite course? I oh, think so. The, uh, the three island, are you talking? Yes, and the just three island. Yep. I would just keep doing it and hope that I, I get there in, in less than eight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can say that this course is one where I would just be banking on trying to shoot par. The, seeing I, the I negative thirty, even out of the girls, is nuts. I, I'd be shooting for maybe two, three under, and be happy with that on a three-day tournament. Yep. For a three-day tournament, I would try not to to break a hundred um, over. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> speaking of, since we brought up her name last week, yep. Sammy the two-two, significant improvement from last year. Yes. She, what did we say last year? Plus 110 or something like that? Uh, let me click on her name. We were plus 70 and... this year. So, Sammy, Way we to were go. for you. Way to go. Also, she shot 122 strokes last year. 122, so 150 yes. point improvement. Yes. Oh, boy. That's, so, that's crazy. so, in two years, she is going to be winning this thing. At this rate, <laughs> you heard it here pace. first. That's, that's you heard it solid, here first. Though. That's you impressive. Can, for real, though. I mean, that's that's incredible. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like, Katrina Allen shooting a 53 on that first round. I mean, that's that an was, entire round of disc golf. 
off the scorecard. Yeah. Yep. So mm-hmm. that's that was fun to that's, fun to look at insane. just because we brought it up last week. Yeah. So let's talk about who was uh, who was the biggest surprise for you on the women's side. Well, a, uh, go ahead, Joe. I'd say I have two. One, uh, Hannah not making the cut. Mm-hmm. That that surprised me a okay. lot. Um, she didn't miss it by much. She missed it by I think she missed it by like a stroke. She was two. in that position. So the next person above her was three strokes better. Or yeah. No, sorry. Yeah, no, they you got to go. That plus three. I'd have to do math. I same. Yeah, because the person ended up. It, I think it was a plus three was the cut, and she was a plus five, if I recall. The the way yeah. that the course stats, or sorry, the way that the stats are on UDisc is just absolutely throwing me off. I'm looking at yeah. PDGA. I'm looking at, uh, and I'm yeah, I'm looking at PDGA. But the thing was, the girl that finished ahead of her was plus eight, but that's because she shot over par today. Yeah, yeah. So was, I, if was I recall, par? it was a plus three to get in, and I she knew was, it was plus right five. around three or four. Yeah, yeah, so it was a stroke or two, but still, her and par? Deanne Carey, Hannah and Deanne Carey missing the cut were two kind of surprising ones. Par is sixty nine. Par six nine, so two. Nice. So you had have been plus three. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, that was one of them. And then I mentioned her a couple times already. Holland Handley. I I don't feel like we talked about her ever before, or never really knew her name. Not a name that I'm familiar with, honestly. I no. vaguely remember, like, because I listened to. Uh, it's not under stable minds anymore. Uh. Or no, it is understable. It is minds. understable. I'm thinking minds, yeah. of Disc Golf Answer Man, yep. which is still going yes. on, but not something different. Yes, yeah. uh, but she was crushing it. I mean, she ended up 17th, but for a while there, she was way up there. I mean, she shot a 63 on on day one, 68. Didn't she say Holland oh, no. Handley? Am I looking Holland Handley? Holland yes. Handley was a 59 on day one. Sorry, I have last year's pulled up from looking oh. up Sammy the Tutu. <laughs> oh, okay. That's why I was like, hang on a second. That doesn't sound right. I mean, no, just, uh, just with saying that, though, that, that's a four-stroke better difference than last year. I mean, four yeah. strokes in a tournament yeah. is a lot. And they yeah. they changed the the layout of all these courses to make them slightly tougher. Yeah. So she shot so that better four is really like on a, a harder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She yeah. shot better. So that that's someone, I think, just like Hope Brown... I think these are some people you're going to have to... I think Hope is going to be another year or two. I think she needs to to learn to calm down at certain yeah. points. Because she yeah. was running she's, everything. Just because you can't go all out the, doesn't mean you should. Yes. Was was Hope Brown the one that was the... Oh, like the, the junior champion from a few years ago? Or like maybe even a multi-time junior champion? That wouldn't surprise me with her arm strength. I would not be surprised. Let's see. Mm -hmm. But yeah, she was, she played very well. I mean, what's nice, what's going to be nice about Holland Hanley is, uh, you know, when we're looking at our weekly tournament, we need to find 20 points. She's, you know, 30 points behind Paige, you know, 30 points behind Katrina, 50 points behind Paige. If you're looking for some extra 
kind of bang for your buck in that weekly league, she might be a name that we can kind of feel safe going to because she didn't just have a couple good holes here and there that made her look good. She played, I thought, pretty solid the whole way through. Yep. Yeah. Uh, she, in 2016, won Junior Worlds. Um, she took fourth in Junior Boys doubles. So, let's see. What? Uh, Does it say who her partner was? It didn't. She it didn't. won 2017 Amber. Junior Worlds. <laughs> okay, so, so she has... That would actually be a hell of a team. Yeah. What's that? I said Ganon Burr. Yeah. She took, Especially with his putting and her throwing. I, that's she a took combo. third at Worlds in 2018. Okay, so a couple top finishes, couple wins. Yeah. Then she took first at Worlds that next year, 2019. Uh, I'm glad to see her on the Pro Tour then. Like, she's got yeah. potential for sure. Oh, yeah. 20, 2020, Where did she end up finishing? 2020, Dude. she oh. went pro. Did she not make the cut? No, she did not make the cut. No, 34. Because, 34. Yeah. Yep. The, okay, here's something to make you feel worse. But that was that, that final round is what did her in. In 2019, mm-hmm. she won the U15 Junior Worlds Championship. So she's 17-ish now? 18? She, so so essentially, she's literally the female version of Ganon Burr. Yeah, she's about Ganon's age. Yeah. Maybe a year older. Yeah, and I'm looking at her <laughs> final scorecard, and it was it was rough. That that last day was she one, tried to run two, everything. Three, four double bogeys. One, yep. two, three, four, five, six bogeys. Three pars. Yeah, she yeah, she that's... hopped on the struggle bus. But before those two, the... solid finishes. Oh yeah, it was just that final day that hurt. Yeah, well, on that final day, you said that she finished thirty thirty fourth. 34th overall, yeah. So she was. So, yeah. On on day three, she dropped 24 spots. So she was sitting in the top 10 going into. Is that what it was? To day yep. three. Yeah. Yeah, and then missed the cut on day four. Um, so we talked a little bit about surprises. This is going to sound stupid, but honestly, my surprise was Kat. I did not see her coming out and kind of putting it to the field the way that she did. I mean, she was either leader or co-leader every single day. Yep. She won. She was dominant. She, yeah. Like, she just looked good the whole way. The Those DGA discs must agree with her, because holy cow, she is good. Yeah. And she looked really good this weekend. Mm-hmm. And quite frankly, if that's the way that she's going to be throwing all year, you know, I think a big storyline heading into this weekend was the Europeans versus Paige Pierce. It might be the Europeans versus Paige Pierce and Katrina Allen. Yep. Yeah. And Katrina Allen might not be playing second fiddle to, to many people there. No. And yeah. here's one of the fun Which things that scary. Katrina said during one of her during her interview after winning. She didn't get her DGA discs until January 3rd or 4th is what yeah. she said. There's nothing broken in. I mean, holy crap, like, how do you get a disc broken in? Do you just go out to do field work, and for 10 minutes you take your driver and whack it at a tree? Like, just throw and full course drives? You call that drives? field work, I call that a normal round. Well, yes. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. 
but that's the difference between a pro and us is yeah. field work for them is actually getting better field work for us is seasoning a disc quote unquote yeah yeah that's what we call it <laughs> so every time i hit a tree i'm like i meant to do that yes unless it was baseline plastic and then i'm just going "Ooh, that means i gotta spend 10 bucks on a new disc now yeah yep. <laughs> so i will say i have one other surprise and you're this pregnant one <laughs> yes how did you know actually along those lines my other surprise was natalie ryan yeah um, yeah which i i didn't know a whole lot about her going into this tournament um, i didn't know i knew nothing yeah i mean it was one of the she was one of those surprises that came out throwing really hot really so- sorry to see about the injury um yep but I, you know, I, I'm, I'm hoping that she gets better soon and, and we can see her back on the course because, yeah, she because she throw, was playing, yeah, she was playing yeah. really well round one, and up uh-huh. until she was starting to get hurt, she was looking pretty good in round two. Mm-hmm. She wasn't on the same pace. Yep. No. But still, like she was up there. Yeah, and I do wonder yeah. how much of the fact that. Yes, there are technical aspects to these courses, but overall, Las Vegas Challenge is not a technical tournament. I think that's fair to say. I want, Compared I do to other how courses, much of, for sure. Yeah. Right, yeah. right. I do wonder how much of that benefited her in this tournament. Um, but, but I mean, it benefited think, everybody. Right, right. I think I think that she's a name to keep an eye on, uh, you know, to see what she does, kind of see if she gets a little bit of a breakout year here. Um, do I expect her to go up and, and be a consistent top five finisher with the, the Europeans and Kat and Haley and Paige and et cetera, et cetera? Uh, no. I don't know. But, yeah. but to but, see her on a card here and there would be fun. Right. Oh, yeah. Exactly. May, you know, might be a good pickup, you know, every every now and then on skip ace again, a little bit of a bargain there. Um, mm-hmm. You know, just just something to keep an eye on. Definite surprise for me. Um Mm-hmm. You know, thought that, just take that, care of that hamstring those can yes. nag and nag and nag yeah I was going to uh, say if you got to take a tournament or two off that's one of those injuries to take a tournament or two off because if you don't give those time to heal they will hang around yep. yes so I think for me the surprise um, you know I know we kind of all kind of talked about her as kind of our dark horse but Rebecca Cox played really well mm-hmm Mm-hmm. I mean, she was right up there in the top 10 leaderboard up until that final day. It felt like that whole time. Like, she yeah. just had a good couple rounds. She really showed that. I mean, is she in that top five, top six tier? No. But is yeah. she in that next 10 chase card? She made a good argument to kind of be in that chase card to that group. I thought that was yeah. really, really impressive. And her um, yeah, on the opposite was... side of that is Kona Panis. Oof. I don't know if it was just the all the offseason hype, but missing that cut kind of felt like it hurt. She just kind of looked off this whole weekend. Especially when you I'm have... I'm hoping that comes back. When you have people... Uh, no no disrespect to anybody else, but they're not getting the paycheck. Holland Hanley, Rebecca Cox, uh, mm-hmm. who else is on uh, the team that beat her? DD or Trilogy. I mean, Kona did not look oh, good. yeah. And there are yeah. a lot of other. No, rough. And now part of it is she is trying to learn a new putting style, you know, to give yes. her some credit that direction. Yes. You know, it's the first tournament. Some days there was, I'm trying to think, was her first round. Her first round was, I mean, it was 10 strokes off Katrina in the first round. Not But awful. I know day two and day three, the wind was rough. 
Yeah. So maybe it was trying to get, I mean, she's learning a new bag. You get, you're getting some discs that are loaned to you. So maybe they're beat in. You're not quite used to them to kind of give her some of those aspects. But I'm really yep. hoping to see a big turnaround from her in the next couple tournaments because I really had well, some high hopes for her. And I hope it wasn't just off-season hype because I really liked watching her last year. I kind of liked watching her calm, calm, collected atmosphere out there. Mm-hmm. You know, I would love to see her kind of get back up there. But that was a big surprise. But, I mean, a kudos to Rebecca Cox for sure on my end. I was, thought she was really fun to watch. She was one that I kind of heard about in years past kind of following the trilogy brand that she never really panned out. And yeah. I, you know, the way she's been playing the end of last season, the start of this season, she might really be coming into her own in that FPO field. Yeah, I, I will say it seems like Kona was kind of all over the place, um, you know, struggling to get pars, whether that was either, you know, it seems like it was, you know, sometimes it was pars, sometimes or sometimes it was bogeys, sometimes it was birdies, sometimes it was double bogeys, sometimes it was eagles. Sometimes it you was just, triples. Right. She got right. a couple I mean, triples on, on that last round. Yeah, I mean, there were between hole 1, 8, and 12 on her last round, she went 9 over on three holes. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's tough. That's real tough. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not saying that I would do better. I, I don't think there's any world in which that's the case. Um, but it just it seemed like she was just kind of kind of all over the place. I'm, I'm like I like you said, Ben, I'm really hoping that's just getting used to a new bag, getting used to I mean, it seemed like everyone other than Katrina that switched bags kind of, you know, had a little bit of an adjustment period this this mm-hmm. week. Um, mm-hmm. you know, Katrina kind of being the exception. But, uh, you know, I'm really hoping that there are bigger things in store for Kona this this upcoming uh, year than yeah. know, fighting to make cuts. Yeah, that's true. And I loved... Um I thought DGN actually did a really good job on the women's card of bouncing around and kind of showing some of those, you know, showing Hope Brown, showing Natalie Ryan day one. I thought they did a really good job of actually bouncing around, giving a pretty fair coverage to what very easily could have been follow that lead card all day kind of coverage. And that's Mm -hmm. kind of what it used to be. What's what's helped them is they've separated the streams and the tee times more between the FPO and MPO coverage. Yeah. That's really yeah. helped, and I think that's going to be huge. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I just I just looked it up. There are, not including Kristen Tatar, six other Trilogy team players that beat Kona. Okay. I don't count Kristen Tatar because they have the same contract. The, okay. There that's the only reason. ahead of her? Yeah. That finished ahead of her. That finished not, ahead yeah. of her. Not paid ahead of her. Right. So we yep. said Rebecca Cox. Hang on, I got to go through and uh, you got Erica Stunchcomb from Westside. Okay. You've got okay. Raven Klein from DD. Okay. Uh, sorry, I got to look through everything. Sarah Gilpin with DD. Okay. Uh, I have to look at everybody's name unless it's obvious, like Own is in of a. Uh, yeah, I honestly don't remember offhand. Yeah, area, well, anyway. Area Kestruda with Latitude. Rebecca Cox 
Yeah. Um, Holland Hanley. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, that's it. That, then it's Kristen Tatar. That sounded like it. Yeah. yeah. Then it's Kristen Tatar, who, like I said, their contracts are the same. So, theoretically, financially, they should be in the ballpark. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, we'll see. So, I mean, like you said, yep. new bag, first tournament, still working on that putting. Mm-hmm. I, she needs to talk to whoever Rebecca Cox talked to. Yeah. <laughs> they're the putting putting. <laughs> yeah. And I know they're good friends. So, you know, yep. Rebecca picked it up. They need to start working together a little bit more on that end. Yeah. I mean, the hard yeah. part is still like Rebecca had all off season and all of last year. And I don't know. She's been with mm-hmm. Latitude been forever. With Latitude for a handful of years now. Yeah. yeah. So she she knows her putters. Yeah. And, you know, yeah, Kona was probably throwing them back in November, December, but still. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it was fun to see overall kind of the good swings. I mean, you're always going to get names that you have no idea who they are kind of pop up yeah. there. You know, for me, that was kind of like the Natalie Ryan where she was kind of making a big push where I really hadn't heard her mm-hmm. name yeah. too, too much in the past if I have. So it's yeah. always kind of fun to see. But I got to say that was about as clean cut as what you were kind of expecting top six top seven yeah is it was yeah. nice i it think was... that's going to be a group of names that we're going to see but it was fun because it was a tight battle oh yeah I it mean, really was what, what was the final spread between all those girls it wasn't much no, evelina, it was. evelina and missy were 16 and 19 katrina was 30 so i mean it's yep. 10 11 strokes but and i mean page was one off the leader uh, Kristen, was five. Kristen was for five. Evelina's sake. It was a, a rough finish with a 66 on the final day. She, yeah, she just could not. Watching her, it was just like she was off by a little bit. It looked she like she seemed like she couldn't settle on a style of putt. There'd be yes. times where she's pushing, times where she's you know getting a good spin, and she never really decided on one. Round I think two and three, she looked good. Good. It but, seemed like round one was a little bit rocky for her too, from from what I was. saw. Yeah. The it was. Only three pa- but only three points off pace. I mean, yeah, yeah. But you could just see it the way she was approaching her putts and all that stuff. She was not confident round one, and this looked a lot like round one. I don't know what happened. Yeah. I mean, she took a bogey to start, but so did Kristen. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. and she bounced right back with a birdie. Yeah, I, I will I just, say that. The next three or four weeks is yeah. going to be a lot of fun. With oh, those it's going to be so much fun. Mm-hmm. I and it's going to be good. And it's going to be good for yeah. what is a GK pro with them. Yeah, I think GK. I, I don't know yeah, what their ratings are, you know, or how many views they're getting. But if that's the kind of lead cards they're covering this year, they're going to their views lot. are going to go they're, up because I honestly was having more fun watching them than yep, I was yep. the boys because it was the battle on that card. It's fun to have chase cards that are in the fight. Yes. But when the fight's all on one camera, it's also a lot of fun to watch. Oh, yeah. yeah. And you can't. I mean, they tried to set it up the best they could day one. Mm-hmm. But day two was better. Day two, day three were fun cards to watch. And then Haley King kind of making that comeback. Yes. You know, kind yeah. of making it like, hey, don't forget about me. I'm right here, too. Yeah. That she was, shot five down. It was a solid round. That was, that was a fun, fun group, fun group of girls to watch for sure. Yep. So. But, Ben, you mentioned the uh, the guys there. 
we want to go ahead and get in, into talking about yeah. them and their yeah, and they're, I, they're I think we can finish. all say the surprise is probably uh, pretty similar for all three of us here. I've never well, heard I, of this Ganonbuher. I might be saying <laughs> uh, that right. <laughs> I uh, so so I, I I'm gonna go ahead and and just take the L on this one because somebody on this podcast drafted him in our weekly league or in our uh, year long league, and I had. I was the only person that had a choice on, on who I wanted to put on the bench and I uh, I kicked the crap out of this one I, I benched him, I said ah, you know, I, I want to see him do it in a tournament first you know, with the, with the new pace of play rules and oh boy, that was dumb that mm-hmm. was yeah, dumb. yeah. You, you missed out on a lot of points there no, I, I ended up taking a lot of points there. I suppose because that well, yeah. one's going to be a, it's a golf score league on that one. Yeah, so. yeah. I, I ended up benching him for someone who did not make the cut. And um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you guys are welcome. I, I went ahead and spotted you that one. And now I suspect that like uh, Ricky and Chris Dickerson, he will not be leaving my lineup unless he's not playing <laughs> a tournament. Yes, because uh, holy cow. I didn't realize how young he was until I was watching the Jemez. Yeah. I knew he was younger. I knew yes. he was younger. I did not realize 16. Yeah. yeah his like, mom is caddying for him. <laughs> when, yeah. when, when they were making jokes about how, you know, some of those guys were already in the the clubhouse having a beer. Well, not Gannon because he's not old enough. I'm like, oh, OK, so he's like 20 or, or whatever. Yeah, I was yeah. thinking like 18, 19. Yeah, you know. 20. Yeah, no, he's 16. He's 16. He can yeah. barely drive. He's got to yeah. go back to classes the rest of this week now. Yes. Like, uh, like that's not that was fun to see. Like, wow, talk about a guy that just has control of his game. No kidding. He's he was putting I, it from all over the place. And not only was he putting it, he was putting him himself good positions to make those putts. Yeah. He did well, not make a ton of errors. That's for and, sure. And I, and I saw somebody make a comment on I think Twitter that said something about the over under on Gannon Burr is twelve and a half world championships, and I'm like Okay, that's total hyperbole because nobody is going to win twelve world championships in this. Not anymore. Not with the competition. Anymore. The way it is. Not, yeah, not with the competition. Not when you can have Drew Gibson, who's what twenty, yeah, twenty points off the ratings lead, go out and seemingly kind of dominate a tournament like he did. Yep. God, the um, scores at the end of this tournament, though, these final day scores. We're just nuts out of some of these guys. Yeah, I mean, it was, it's, it's so, I, I, I would be willing to, to bet a, a, a not unsubstantial amount of money that Burr will be a world champion at some point. I probably multiple times. Absolutely see that. I yeah, mean, I, uh, Gibson said it in his post game interview. He is the future of disc golf. Oh, for yeah. sure. I mean, you look at juniors, and there's been some names thrown around there the last few years, mm-hmm. but that was a dominant performance out of a 16-year-old. Yeah. You get him a I little mean, bit older, get his mental game stronger, just get him making smart plays. Strong. Yeah, I the mean, kid was wow. on the lead card the last three days of the tournament. Yeah, and, he I mean, never he was, he was matching stroke for stroke with Chris Dickerson, Eagle McMahon, Drew Gibson, uh, Seppo Paiu... Uh, I mean, I mean, stroke yep. for stroke, he was beating those guys. Yeah. Like, yep. 
It's yeah, just nuts. It's wild. He played so He's, well. So well. Yeah, but, absolutely. The surprise of the tournament. Um, like I said, I am not going to be a knucklehead and take him out of my lineup again unless he's uh, not yeah, available. unless he shows you otherwise. But yeah, yeah. Man, that was good. One of the things I think we all kind of called mm-hmm. was uh, Ricky Waisaki playing well, but not quite having that trust. There was a couple yep. times where, you know, a little misplay in the wind, not knowing those discs 100%. Yeah. Yep. You give him four or five more tournaments, That's Ricky's right there too. I mean, Ricky's yeah. right there. Um, the other one that we kind of mentioned was Eagle McMahon. Again, playing very well, but you can tell that strength is not there. He no. was playing. I've never seen Eagle lay up for multiple holes. You not, know, yeah, he was not, not when it's not in the bag already. No. I will say, though, he was still throwing his, how high can I possibly throw this Spike Heiser up and over Willow's trees kind of yes. shots. Yes. But you can tell he's not 100%. But, you know, yeah. even for that, being on the lead card on the final day, obviously, I mean, he put it on for that long. You know, and I think he, he made a post at one point that he was getting sore or something like that with that elbow or shoulder was kind of starting to bubble on day two, day three. Shocking. I do not understand how on earth people keep going back to it's an elbow when in his original post where he showed the video of him getting injured he said that it was a shoulder injury i do well, not he, understand he had the elbow sleeve on and off throughout the weekend here but he's been wearing that for the last a couple year years or so now. yeah but it was it was on and off i noticed the start of today's round the end of today's round he had it on and then he took it off by the end yeah yeah i don't so, know I'm, i think but let's be fair, just assuming and as much as him there probably is some elbow issues in there oh, oh i can agree with that I, yeah i wouldn't be <laughs> yeah. surprised if as, in 20 years he needs Tommy John surgery because his yeah. UCL is gone. Eventually, one of these days it's going to snap on him with as much power as he and torque he puts on that. As Hopefully a, it's by the time that he's playing MP50 and yeah. um, is yeah. no longer the top name in disc golf. Yeah. Um, put put him at the end of the season too so we can do all the off-season surgery stuff. You know, yep. not have to worry about missing time. But, I mean, he looked pretty darn for being yeah. is injured and kind of missing his entire offseason I thought he played really good. well too he still yeah. played I, really well again I think it was on Jomez that one of the commentators said something about if he continues to work on his backhand and he excuse me and he uh, you know starts getting more backhand shots in his bag mm-hmm. he is going to be absolutely tough to beat yeah he already yeah because yeah, right now if, but if he needs the yeah. disc to go right he throws a forehand but now not only is he throwing the forehand that we know he'll be able to throw in time because he's proven time and time he can but now he's learning the turnovers hell he's throwing his left-handed shots you know depending on what he needs the disc to do he has three or four different ways of going about making that disc work now and now he's having to fine-tune it playing some smarter lines Mm-hmm. I mean, we kind of joked with the the Paul and Simon episode of YouTube where Simon was learning just the smarter lines. Now Eagle's kind of taking a look at some of that. I mean, yep. he can become scary coming out of this injury yeah. for sure. I mean, Paul yeah. broke Simon mentally by just yeah. how we'll easy it was to not comes throw back. over everything. And yeah, I think, we'll have to see what happens when he comes back for that first tournament. Yeah. If he starts playing some smarter lines and that's stuck, or if that was just a, 
a one day realization. Who knows? <laughs> but uh, I'll say what, what are some name. of the things that stood out for you guys? One for me was uh, Linus Carlson played pretty well. I mean, for yep. kind of coming over, getting in there, he wasn't anything overly special, but he came in and held his own and played very well. I thought. Mm-hmm. I'll I'll uh, kind of piggyback on that and say that Seppo was the other one that mm-hmm. kind of, you know, do I think that he's going to be a consistent top ten finisher? No. But I think that he's going to add some depth, add some, you know, a little bit more of a challenge to an already very crowded MPO field. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I would have liked to have seen Jackie Chen do better. Uh, both me too. Trust for, me. For personal me too. reasons. <laughs> yes, I, I think we've established that Jackie Chen uh, kind of sunk both of our skip ace. I bought into the hype. I'm not saying yeah. he's not good, but. No, he yeah, showed moments wasn't looking really best. good. Yeah. yeah, yeah moments. Yeah, Yep. This tournament was not his best, but no. you know, he's he's another one that's young. Yeah. How old is he? I didn't even see. Um I don't know. I don't remember off the top of my okay. head, but I mean I I again I remember on Jomez them reference him referencing him as a kid. Okay. Um But that's also now, coming from like Coling and Sexton who are as far as this field is concerned, getting up there. Yes. They could be the dad of a handful of these people out there playing. Well, especially when you have Gannon coming in at (laughs) 16 now. Yes. But uh, I got to say one thing that I thought was super fun. I'm not going to say surprising because you almost expect it in the final round of the tournament. But the hot rounds from that tournament at the end there. I mean, Mm -hmm. one, two, three, four, five guys shooting a 48 and Drew Gibson, Kelvin Heinberg, Luke Humphreys, Kevin Jones, Thomas Gilbert, just kind of coming out of nowhere to really increase their position. Adam Hammes shot all birdies with like one bogey for his entire round with a 49. Luke Humphreys. Uh, Nico LaCastro shot a 50. Gannon Burr at a 51. Like, holy cow, the finals today were just fun to watch. That was, I, I had such a blast. I was so happy that I turned on the TV and had a chance to really kind of get in and watch those because that was a really, really good time to watch those. Mm-hmm. And they were bouncing back and forth on the camera. This, the leaderboard was all over the place because of different tee-off times. It was constantly moving, constantly shaking. That was a fun tournament to watch. Jackie Chen is 24-ish. 24? Okay, so... So, not... Younger, but... But compared to when you're looking at like Simon and Eagle, like he's kind of in that 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 age yeah. range. Yeah, yeah. So so younger, but not you know not not, not a baby like someone else. No, that we've he's not still in high school. Guest. Yes. Uh, yeah. No Hope Brown. <laughs> yeah. Yes. But yeah, that was that was fun. What were some? Uh, okay, what was your next biggest surprise outside of Gannonburg? Because I think we can all agree that was. That was, that was the fun one. Luke Humphreys. I mean, he does he does all the, the OTB skin stuff. And I know he's a good disc golfer, but I've never seen him in the top five in the tournaments I've watched. I'm not saying he's not good, clearly, because he, I mean, he just got fourth. So, mm-hmm. but it's just, he's just not someone that I've really seen take off at the 
big national tour stuff. I'm, I'm just kind of looking back here to see if I was wrong. Uh, he's generally in like 20 to 40 range. Last year he was 73rd at Vegas. So big, yeah. big jump there. 69 spots. Nice. Um, <laughs> but, oh, you know, he's... I'm not again. I'm not saying he's not bad. He just or he's bad. I'm just saying like I haven't seen him on much before. He's got yeah. a great personality. I love watching the OTB skins match. Those are fun. <laughs> How about you, RJ? What was your uh, surprise on the male side? Um, again, going back to what I said for the female side, I don't know if this necessarily counts as a surprise, but Drew Gibson, like he. He yeah. won yeah. with a huge second round and obviously a fairly big uh, final, final round there to, to come from behind. Um, mm-hmm. it, but yeah. just kind of surprised me in that, you know, I we, we talked about him being a, a a player who has all the tools and just needs to put it together. So I guess I shouldn't be surprised that, you know, we saw him put it together. But, but right away, I, it just, I mean, yes. tournament right. one. Right. And then the other one that should be a surprise to absolutely nobody, um, but just was was good to see them keep being basically exactly what we'd expect from them was Calvin. Yeah. Yep. Not, yep. not a surprise by any means that he finishes third. The only um, surprise out of him is he wasn't on the lead card. You know, the the other surprise that I will say, did you guys see his interview after day one? No. I did not. Where he was like, yeah, I, I was expecting I'm a little bit disappointed in our our uh, field. I was expecting bigger scores and so, something along those lines. I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but, uh, you know, to, to hear him speak so. Um, candidly. I think is maybe the right word was a, a, a nice little surprise, but you know, again, yeah. not, yeah. not a surprise by any means, but like they said, other than Drew, than Ian Burr, my big surprise was Drew Gibson because mm-hmm. we knew that he had all the talent, but to, to see him yeah. really put it together like this was, um, I mean, the big thing, that's uh, only his second big tournament win. He's only yeah. ever won one other big tournament. What was the other thing he got? Portland open. Uh, I think yeah. in 19. Yeah. Which was, oh, I, you, they were kind of saying, was also by um, playoff at the end. Yeah. Yeah. I liked I how say, Terry Miller asked him, like, oh, so, yeah. you know, what do we expect out of you at Waco? He's like, yeah, I'm not going to Waco. Yeah. Or the next one. Or move. the next one. Yeah. I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll catch you guys at, I think it was OTB. Or no, open at Belton. Okay. Was it the Belton? No, 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 no. One? I take it back. No. Jonesboro. Jonesboro is his name. Yeah, he won't be back until Jonesboro. Yeah, so, it was just like, ooh, that's awkward. But I don't, yeah. you know, how do you, as an interviewer, memorize like fifteen just, different people's schedules? Yeah, you're gonna assume right. they're all there. Yes, yeah. unless you're talking so, to like the Europeans, where you're like, so when do you leave? I mean, you're gonna be here mm-hmm. for the next couple, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. I gotta say, the biggest surprise on my end, you know, and I hate to put the bottom, but Kayla Veska not finishing in the money. Yeah. Yeah, that one was surprising to me. Um, the other, just because he is about as consistent as you get. 
Yeah. Well, so now I think the next Sexton were word both is, uh, on the um, we're both on the bubble, and it's been literally years since either one of them have finished out of the money. Yeah. Um, so that was. So I think that makes your next active streak Dickerson, if I'm not mistaken. Then, see the next one that has well, a chance still, to kind of it's pass still up Sexton. That? What's that? It's still Nate Sexton. Oh, Sexton is okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. just doesn't play as many. Yeah. Yeah. That so, might be it. Okay. Um, as far as number of tournaments, yeah, it might be Dickerson. But I just talking about another one that um, disappointed me a little bit was I was expecting a little bit stronger showing from from Ezra. Yeah, I mean, he still finishes in the top fifteen. It's still a really good finish. Mm-hmm. Seems like he was a little bit um, similar to what we kind of said about Kona, just kind of up and down and up, you know. So went when you know re- went really streaky, but I was you know I think we were all expecting really big things from him. Um, luckily, yeah. he did finish inside the top fifteen. So I, I, uh, I kept say, my survivor streak scores, going. He had to be the most consistent score wise. I was about I mean, to just 53, say that. 53, 52, 52. Yeah. His rounds may have been up and down, but his final score yeah. Yeah, was he consistent. Was, it was, it, I mean, just looking at it, it's crazy. He had two bogeys in round three. He had a bogey and a double in round two. And then let's see, where was he from round one? I gotta find his name. He had a double and three bogeys round one. Round two, none. Played clean. Or round four, I mean, played clean. So, okay. really quickly, just to contrast that with the winner, Drew Gibson. Mm-hmm. So, Drew had three holes where he went bogey or worse on round one. Mm hmm. He played a clean round two. He had one double bogey on round three, and they had a clean round four and a clean playoff. Yeah, yeah. Like, which absolutely insane. Mm-hmm. Like holy cow! I mean, yeah, coming in clutch at the end there too. Like I mm-hmm. honestly thought when he missed on sixteen, I'm like, oh, that might be it. I don't know if he's gonna be able to make that push because he. I figured he had the hand up on seventeen. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, eighteen if he landed in play was going to put the pressure and then just that half a hop that extra foot out of that ball or out of that disc for uh bunker for gunner or for uh gannon oh yeah killed yeah, it yeah yeah that little just extra half a hop in the wood chips yep and if he had just toned down the speed maybe played a touch more hyzer you know, that that is talk about a game of centimeters. If he just changes that angle by one degree, two degrees, maybe takes off a quarter of a mile an hour on his arm speed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I mean, you just, could say the you get the right gust. It was like a half a hop. It wasn't even moving. It just kind of had that little bit of a skip. I mean, you could say so, probably the same thing about Paige. She had two times that I can remember where she went OB by half an inch. Oh, yeah. Barely. Like, yeah. Even her card was like, uh, you're out. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. You could see him like, I don't want to say it because it's, it's half an inch or less, but you're still yeah. out. So yeah. really, um, really quickly, do you know? Probably not. What the last hole that Gannon Burr took a bogey on in this tournament was? It wasn't today. No, it wasn't today for sure. I'm going to guess 
probably early round three. Nope. Nope. I'm he looking it up right now. Three. Holy. Wow. That was a long time ago. I have no idea. He had two bogeys all tournament. Both were in round one, hole seven and hole 16. Yeah. So he played clean this course with all the OB it has yes. twice. Yes. Holy it, cow. And then the wind on day three. Yeah, uh-huh. That day three wind. Wow. And it's oh. funny because day, day one's probably your easiest course and there was no wind. Mm-hmm. I'm curious. Was one of them the island hole? Was one of them the triple island? Was that no. hole five in round one? No, that's hole six in round one. Hole six. No. Okay. No. Wow. That is. I could see hole seven. Play. I could see him. I he had to go long, three hundred fifty-eight feet. The basket ob oh, is that the is one of the is, curve path right behind it? Yeah, by like right outside circle one, so probably like thirty-two feet. Is or, sorry, is seven, uh, thirty-five feet. No, seven's not the one where you. Um. Where it's like right up against the fence, is it? I don't think so. I mean, I'm just looking at the. No, no yeah. it just says cart path and beyond. No, yeah, okay. I know which one you're talking about because uh, Katrina That's went like OB four or five, maybe. Yeah, Katrina went OB. I on think that so. One. Yeah. But yeah. That's, Either way, that is some consistent play. Either way, that's just ridiculous. Just yep. straight up ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish I wish I could play a full 18 hole tournament where I only get two bogeys. Yeah. That's insane. I wish when we were in Vegas, we played the two courses there that are permanent. Well, you know, one of us was uh, dealing with appendicitis. Medio. Uh, I hope I he's say, feeling some better. other names that we mentioned. I mean, Jackie Chen we saw had a rough finish, but kind of around that yeah. spot was Scott Stokely, um, yep. and it was kind of nice. He actually kind of did his own post game interview all three days, and yeah. uh, just talked about wanting to get stronger mentally, all this kind of stuff. Talk about a guy that just wants to be positive. He is no really kidding. a fun person to just watch and listen to. Talk about looking on the bright side. And then coming in with a hot day three, shooting thousand, what was it, 1034, 1035 rated rounds, something like that. You know, coming out, I think he's one where I don't know if he's ever going to have the great finishes. I don't know if he'll mm-hmm. ever necessarily be in contention for that top spot. But I think one of the days this season we're going to see him on on a covered card. He's just going to he's going to catch a couple hot rounds and just be out there. And I want to see him with a group just all day. I bet you he has got to be a fun guy to play with and be around. Yeah, that kind of makes me want to play. I was I was looking through this and I was like, you know who'd be fun to be on a card together with? Zach Melton and Scott Stokely. Yeah, that would probably, you wouldn't golf much. I feel like you'd just be laughing and joking around the whole freaking time. I would probably play some of the worst golf of my life, but, <laughs> but I'd be perfectly, I'd, I'd have probably the most fun of my life mm-hmm. at least so, with disc golf. So we we have a few minutes here. Let's let's actually dive into that a little bit. If if you could play uh with with, with any other three pros, oh male, boy. female, doesn't matter. Do we want to stick active? Let, let's stick actively to her. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh god. Who would no, you I guys go looking? With? Well, I already named two of them. 
yeah. for the fun. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I don't know. Honestly, for me, I don't know who my third would be. I think cooling is a lot of fun. Big mm-hmm. germ. Mm-hmm. I think okay. Simon would be a lot of fun to play with. Hmm. I don't know. I can't Those think of two guys. And I, th- I think I think I would love to just watch Eagle and Simon go at it, even though I wouldn't have a chance to touch that scorecard. No, I just feel like it'd be fun to watch those two battle it out. And then I think okay. just watching Big German kind of watching the forehand lines that I can't even think of because I can't throw <laughs> a forehand. I think watching him throw those forehand lines going, that's what I want to do. That's what I yeah. thought I could do. That's what I know I should do. I just can't execute that. I can't do it. Yeah. I I see the line. I see what you're doing. I, I'm not saying I can execute it, but I can yeah. see it. But if you, you know, want to talk I, about one of your more boring cards, you could put like Gannon Burr, Calvin Heimberg, and Paul Macbeth and just have straight focus the entire round, too. Oh, that would be. <laughs> I mean, I'd be excited to watch them. That'd be one of those cards where I've played with in a tournament where I'm like, I want to talk. I'm a pretty talkative person, but I feel like if I start talking, I'm going to make someone mad. So I'm just going to be quiet in my own little corner. Wait, wait, yeah. Ben, uh, you're a talkative person? No, no, I'm very quiet, actually, as oh, far okay. as you guys okay. can tell. Yeah. Well, well I've had in, in that case, some of those... can you please demonstrate that over the next 20 minutes so that, so that <laughs> some of the other people on this podcast can talk? Yeah, some yeah. of the some <laughs> of the, the cards I've played on, it's been that same where I'm just like, you get there and you just feel the atmosphere and you're like, oh, this is going to be a long round. And it has yeah. nothing to do with the course or how I'm yeah. going to play. Yeah. How about you, RJ? Who is your who's your three? I don't know. It's he's part You're of the one that like, came up with the question. Yeah. Come on now. I know. <laughs> yeah, I, I posed the question. Why do I have to answer it? Um, this is this is going to sound like kind of a weird pick. OK, I think I would go with Paige Pierce as one of mine. OK, I, I do not have a big arm. So while I, it would be a blast to watch Eagle and Simon and, and Drew Gibson and, you know, those guys just absolutely bomb shots that I could never in my life dream of hitting. Mm-hmm. Not, you know, not that I could hit the 400 and whatever that Paige hit in the distance competition or, you know, anything like that. But to see how she approaches the holes, I think would be really, really interesting. She breaks them down um, pretty good. Right. And and my other thought was, again, while I was watching Joe Mez today, um, you know, I saw that she's on a podcast called uh, Approachable or something like that, where, where she's mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. she's trying to you know, basically make disc golf more accessible to people. So yeah. I think she would be a really interesting person to, to have on a card. I think I figured um, out who my third person is. Yuli. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, that, yeah. I think Zach Melton, Scott Stokely, and Yuli. <laughs> I don't know how long it would take us to get off the tee on hole one, but it'd be fun. I, uh, you know, I, I'm also going to go with another commentator. I'm actually going with Nate Sexton. Mm-hmm. I think he'd be I, fun. I think, I think that he'd be interesting just listening to some of his commentary this weekend. I'm like, yeah, okay. Uh, you know, he, he seems like he's uh, kind of a fun straight shooter. When um, Yuli Sexton and Jerm are all commentating for Jomez, it that, is that was one legitimately I was kind of tempted to say just because because they post all their practice round stuff oh with Jomez it's and it's so a blast. Much fun. But yeah. one to the day that I kind of forgot about a little bit, just watching the DGN stuff, Philo, 
is just a yeah. very positive guy. Like he, he is, is just yeah. all about good vibes, going out there, having a good time. He's got a good announcer voice too. He really does. Like his coverage. He and, was fun I mean, to listen to. Just besides the insight and obviously being a phenomenal yeah. player. Uh, Gosh, I, just listening. I'm, like he's like a a Mike Rowe or Morgan Freeman where I'm just like, just talk. Just keep talking. I don't care about what. Just just start talking. Read the dictionary. <laughs> read, read the phone book. <laughs> well, and let's be fair. That was kind of the last two weeks with DGN. That was kind of our big knock because honestly their commentary and interviewers yep. kind of sucked. Philo made it really interesting today. Yes. Yeah. And the girls' side, um, um, who was it? Uh, not Haley King. King. Ho- uh, Holly King or something. No. Holly no, no. no. Elaine. Elaine King. King. Yes. She's got an award named after her. I didn't love her commentary, but I thought for the female, she had a really good kind of viewpoint of what she thought some of the girls could be looking at. Yes. And I kind of loved how she was just surprised with the distance, surprised with the angles. It's yeah. always fun when you're, in, when you're people that like are announcing like, I didn't even know that was possible. How did they do that kind of stuff? I, yep. I thought it was, it was a better live coverage than what I was expecting. Because when I was trying to watch the live for the All-Star event, I honestly got bored of it. Yeah. I was, was very entertained by the commentary. I thought it was well well done, well you know put together. I thought they got their did a together. much better job this weekend compared to two weekends ago. Yep. They, I was they excited pulled their, to see that. They pulled their heads out of their butts and yeah. fixed whatever issues it was. Yep. I, Other I was than really not um, being able to properly broadcast on day one. Yeah. About Which, that. honestly, may have been a little bit of a PR move because I, I, again, I do not have a PTGA number, so I did not get this tournament for free. But watching it live on day one, I was just like, yeah, maybe I should. Maybe I shouldn't. I ended yeah, up by the by the YouTube not, stuff you're talking. Yep. Yeah, yeah, on the YouTube stuff because I was just like, ah, oh, this is this is. But then I watched the Joma stuff. And I'm like, no, nah, I think I'll just stay with this. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> the difference four is... <laughs> hours versus an hour and a half at your leisure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, because yeah. Joe Mess condenses it down to two 45 minute videos, yep. give or take, uh, if that. And- and let's yeah. be fair, the follow flights, the slow mez, the no mez, all yes. that kind of stuff is cool to get the replays. Yes. When you get the replays from DGN, because it's live, you just literally get the exact same camera angle. Everything's yeah, the same like, as I'm saying. I don't, on occasion, I they did well get the, the other time, angle. Yeah. But, all of a sudden, you yeah. watch a Joe mez, and they're showing you how it weaved in and out of the yep. you know stuff, the slow mez, where you can actually see how it barely caught the top bar, caught the top chain, flipped down to the bottom basket. When they slow it down, you can just see that it's it's kind of fun to get those. I want to but you'll follow never flight. be able to get that live. And I want to follow so flight fun. of that uh, Kristen Tatar forehand throw in from two hundred feet. Yeah, they did. They good. did. They didn't have a great camera angle on it. It kind of looked like a straight line through the tree. They did do a follow flight with it. Okay, but, I, mi- I missed that one. Yeah, but that was a good throw in. That was but, that that right uh, there is a Kayla shot right there. That's her sweet yeah. spot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I, I joked like you saw this right she's like I can do that I'm like yeah honestly you probably could but you'd, <laughs> yeah. you'd, you'd have missed the five footer if it spit out if that was the case but yeah, exactly. you didn't get uh, exactly oh but, yeah. man I, I think I don't know I so so I still need one more person for my card I, I have a couple names floating around but I don't really know where to go with them 
Nicola Castro. Um, <laughs> he'd be interesting on your card. I mean, he gets excited. He keeps he the energy. He does. He, he that, gets very excited. That's actually not a terrible shout. Um, but no, I was thinking Ricky. Okay. okay. He seems um, like fun. Yeah, I was thinking maybe Ricky or um, or Kona. Okay. I, I thought it seemed like she would be interesting. Um, Joey, you then, need to add a fifth to yours and add Brody Smith. I think he was another one that I thought of. I'm that like, was, yeah. that was someone else, I was bouncing around. Fascinating. The other yeah, one would but, be Ezra. Just, yeah, see, just to I, watch him just take a disc and rip it as far as humanly possible. And I just, both in half and on the course. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, and see, you know I what? Have that's to have, who I'm going to go with is Ezra. Uh, I have to have Yuli on my card because if I have all those other people, I'm going to look like a midget. <laughs> Stokely's six seven. Brody's like six five. Uh, Big Germ. Who's yeah, the other? Germ's yeah, up there. He's another yeah. like six four kind of guy. Yuli, I think, is average at like five ten, five nine. So he's yeah. about my height. <laughs> Like, I need someone there to be like, buddy, you and me, like, short oh, guys, <laughs> even the, though the quest- we're not short. <laughs> Joe, you're kind of short. You're yeah, not a little that bit. short. Not I'm that not, short. No, but when everybody else has got nine inches no. on you. <laughs> Christ, that card would make me look short and I'm over six feet tall. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So. Uh, so. Yeah. So really quickly, really quickly, this is going to be really boring for the people that have never played in Fort Wayne. But what course here would you want to play play your card with them? Tillman. I, I honestly Tillman. There's just something about the technicality and the fun that you can have while watching that technicality. And I want to see how they break the course. Like yeah. some lines that how? you just do don't you see. That's what why mean? I want Simon on my card, because there's lines that look like it should be this. It's, it's a dog leg left. you got to throw it, and it's going to pan out at the end. And all of a sudden, you'll get Simon. Well, if I go over this tree and around this one, I can probably just drop it in with a spike hyzer, but i got to throw it 500 feet up to yeah. go 200 feet forward. You know, <laughs> just then, seeing how they approach a course would be fun. And then yeah. we'll have Brian Miller coming out, the guy who designed it, slapping about 500,000 mandos everywhere. Yep. Yeah, it was designed like that. Because, I mean, that's what it was. I remember one of the first Mandos, I can't remember the which hole, but it was the, you got the long tunnel gap. The alternate T is where you kind of take away. 17. It, 17. And yep. I remember I was playing around where a guy just threw a thumber up and oh, no, over that's the 18. corner. That's 18. Nope, 17. 17. Because 18, we helped, we helped dig out. So it would have been 17. Where it takes a hard left. 18 kind of wiggles. Oh, I'm thinking of 18 to the right. Yes. Yes, that, it's a hard going dog that leg way left. breaks it hard. But like there was a guy that went up and over everything, and it's a dumb shot because if you don't land open, you're yeah. not finding your disc. Oh, not at all. Like there's no way. And the guy just played it and parked it, and all of a sudden Brian's like, "Yeah, we need to put a mando on that one." Like that was a great shot, and it was very smart to do in the case of you hitting it. But that's not happening anymore. And it was just good course design for it too, because the and, 18's T is over there. Like if you miss and pace it, of so. play. Yeah, yeah, everybody tries to throw a thumber through there. The you're gonna take the two minute in a tournament. Yeah, you're gonna take the two minute time to find your disc every time. It's yeah, and and you're not gonna find it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I don't want to go too much into it because I know we're coming tight on time. But the new rules came into play a handful of times. Yep. New rules from yeah. this year, new rules from yeah. last year. It was kind of it, it's fun to watch, and they they weren't often, 
but they no. came up often enough that like knowing the rules and staying up to date with it made a difference because there was a couple OB lines where people are taking different lies. Yeah, I noticed that... in today's round, uh, Drew and Eagle both had shots where they fell in casual water and took their relief back two, three feet from the casual water. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the 30 second putting rule obviously came into effect today because I know for sure kind of watching again, I was like, I was curious. And I kind of counted. And there was times where he was 25, 28 seconds on his putt. There are a couple times where I thought you could have called Paige on it. Yeah. Um, where she was getting close. I didn't time it, but it was probably right up there at that 25, 26. Mm-hmm. As, but, uh, more so on some drives. Yeah. And they kind were of waiting for the wind to adjust and stuff and they like were that. Clear. No. It and wasn't that like that. there's that group ahead where, you know, like they're 350 feet ahead and Paige could definitely hit them, you know? Yeah. Well, and there was also some stuff I kind of noticed too, and that may not all be on Paige because I noticed during the playoffs, they kind of had the mic available and yeah. right before they throw all of a sudden it's like, and we're live. And then, you know, they'd address the box. So, I mean, maybe some of that was for the sake of cameras and such. There's definitely that potential. Potential, yeah, yeah. waiting for the, the catch you know. cam to get in full position. Yep, and I think most of that was for the sake of playoffs because that wasn't hole by hole. I mean, your yeah. cameras were having to run two, three holes ahead. Yep. So I think that might have been part of it, but still that could be something that comes into effect that we see it take a minute, but maybe it's not actually a minute because yeah. there's something else going on. And they weren't yeah. showing yeah. down, they weren't always showing down the fairway, so it could have been mm-hmm. somebody in the way. Yeah. You know, a yeah. spotter running across. Mm-hmm. And or hole one today where Eagle had to go chase away a couple birds because, you know, right as he's about to go, birds just come flying right in his line. Yeah. That's you why know. on hole 14 from Blue at Tillman, I always walk to the edge of the tee pad, look down at the pond, and see if there's a loon down there. Because yep. the one time <laughs> I didn't, I it took off as I threw, scared the crap out of me, and I shanked the drive, and it was a couple months. It was one of your gladiators that went missing. Oh, okay. that, that gladiator has for. been lost and found more than any other disc I've ever seen. That thing has gone to the pro shop like six times for you to go find it. No oh, kidding. And, and on that one, that wasn't my fault. Like, I was like, so everybody's like, why do you do that? I was like, this one time a bird flew out and I shanked the crap out of it. Really? <laughs> yes. But we but, all just threw. I don't care. Yeah. But I suppose kind of to, to wrap things up here first, we got to say a congrats to Josh Wetzel unofficially, but he killed it in the weekly this week. Yeah. Scoring. I've, I thought I had a pretty good round and he was well over 100 points ahead of me. I want to talk about it. Have um, have scores actually been put in from the last round? I believe so. I, I think that updates live, if I'm not mistaken. I don't think. It, Round it was four not counts. updating day of before. Okay, so I might. Ooh, that that does that give me hope? I don't know if round does four factors into hopes? it just because there is a cut. But why wouldn't it? Because you don't have your winner until. Yeah, I suppose we're still gonna get your two fifty. But Kayla yeah. had two fifty for Katrina. But I suppose okay. she was in lead on day three, also. Yeah. So yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe not. But nonetheless. I don't know if anybody's going to catch him with his picks. That was a solid first day. And if somehow you're still listening to the podcast, Joe and I were playing around a little bit. We did adjust the points a little bit so that it wasn't a bargain pick for everything. 
But then we also added a third FPO slot. So we're going to have four boys to pick from three girls. Kind of make us want to follow the girls a little bit more since I had almost as much fun following their card as I did the boys, if not more so in some situations. Yeah. So the number of points allowed may be varying a little bit from week to week as we try to figure out who, you know, kind of where that sweet spot is. But based off of the lineups, we're kind of able to create Joe. And I think we have it in a sweet spot for points. Yeah, right now. Yeah. So the salary I, cap is 7,025. But for four seven MPO, slots. Yeah, four MPO, three FPO. Yeah. And yeah. you can, you still have to make those same kind of decisions. Do yeah. I want to go top heavy yeah. and then just pray that Jackie Chen and Colby uh, Anderson doesn't Colby take Anderson. next to last? <laughs> Uh, I, yeah, I will say where, where these Colby have not finish? updated. Let's, I let's, don't let's know. click on Joe. Let's yeah. go to view picks. Let's click uh, on Colby. I don't wanna. And all oh, his results are not in currently. You have to look yeah. at at the tournament. But nonetheless, yeah. it was uh, he was he was near bottom. Yes. Yeah. Which speaking of near say, bottom, Nathan Queen not finishing is definitely going to hurt hurts. my uh, hurt my my yearly standing one because he was shooting well. He was a top ten finish. And yeah. then ended up dropping after round two. Yeah, these have not updated because um, I know that Calvin finished ahead of Ricky and Eagle. Okay. Uh, but he has less points than Ricky and Eagle, so those have not updated fully yet. So does that mean Joe and RJ have a chance to hop each other here? Colby Anderson has finished 107th. Out of, I, what was it, 112 or something like that? Uh, including, not including the DNFs, 113. Okay. With so, the DNFs, yeah. 116. Well, there's a three-way yeah. tie at 116, so. Yeah, yeah. because of did not finish. Yeah. yeah. All right, Oof. well, I think Go that team. brings it to a, uh, a decent point here for now. We'll have to next week come back and see how our draft went when that updates, see how the weekly mm-hmm. goes when that actually updates then. And then talk and, about Waco uh, start next talking week. about Waco a little bit. Yeah. yeah. We'll have Waco. I can't wait. Waco Annual Charity Open. Yeah. Waco at Waco. Waco. A fun one. A totally different course style than Las Vegas. You go from and, very open to very wooded very quickly. Uh, it's not so, that wooded. You're thinking Texas half States. Of it is. Oh, Texas States more? Okay. Texas but nonetheless, States is brutal. it's a more technical course than Vegas for sure. So, yes. should I leave Gannon Burr on my bench? Yes, I you know, I think <laughs> that that is a good choice. I think the kid's a scrub and never going to do anything. You should leave him. Uh, <laughs> you hey, should actually I should just drop, drop him. him. I have. I could give you Jackie Chen. You want to trade? <laughs> you end up with Jackie Chen? Did you draft Jackie Chen? No, I had oh. to drop Matteo because of appendicitis. Oh, wait, so you actually dra- is- Wait. Ooh, ooh. ooh, where's where's what? my free agency picks here? Uh, everything's <laughs> locked until tomorrow. Everything's locked. locked. Locked until Monday, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so. locked for the next 13 hours. So go ahead, set your uh, timer right now, <laughs> no and shit. we'll all scramble uh, to try and pick yeah. him up real quick. Yeah, I got to say, Nathan Queen dropping early compared to just putting Gannon Burr on the bench. Mine was, you know, a yes. better better hit to take. Yeah, you can't. I had oh, no control. 100%. I had no control over mine. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and I think I dropped him for Emerson Keith, who missed the cut. Yeah, he had a yep. rough day. He's yeah. gonna come back and be good eventually, but he had a rough one. Yes, he did. So, yeah, but well, he's also low enough on my roster that I may actually drop him to pick up a free agent, especially if Matty O's sitting out there. <laughs> <laughs> ah, ha 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 ha. 
All right, guys. Well, I think that's uh, wraps it up for today. Did you guys want to do all the uh, handles and YouTube and stuff or just post that in the description and hope for the best? Yeah, we'll do that. You know, don't forget to follow us half in the bag DG on Twitter. Go to half in the bag Working on getting a logo for half in the bag so we could get some half in the bag merch on the Joe's Disc Golf site, which you could also get your merch there, too, for Joe's Disc Golf <laughs> if you really want to. I mean, who knows? One of the hosts may or may not have bought some stuff. The other one's I'll just definitely slacking. in the next two weeks be drinking out of a Joe's Disc Golf mug. Yes, <laughs> I approve. Um, uh. You got joesdiscgolf.com, uh, at Joe's Disc Golf on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can contact me there. I've been putting out summaries of the FPO uh, because with the way my life is, I don't get a chance to watch much of the MPO coverage until after it's out. So uh, not much to talk about there, but I've got plenty of thoughts on the FPO. So go ahead and check those articles out and laugh at my picks and how wrong I was, especially on the MPO side. (laughs) Really quickly uh, on Twitter, go ahead and make sure that you hit us up with your submissions for the disc of the week. Yep. Um, This week it was one of Ben's discs it was the snowflake disc oh my uh my marksman league one yep your deputy I want to say yes yep 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 it was Ben's deputy uh last week it was my wife Jamie's um bounty from her first uh from her first tournament uh yeah so go ahead I know once Kayla saw the post she's been sending you a bunch too (laughs) see and I would I would post my oh, wife. Then I need to. My bad. I would post, I'll have to send you those. <laughs> I would send yeah. you some of the ones from my wife, but she just uses mine. So <laughs> <laughs> she she uses your blue discs pretty much. Well, yeah. they all used I'm, to be mine. Um, yes. And we are going to do something. I know we talked about this. We're going to do a giveaway for the winner of the overall pick so whoever's in first place at the end of our weekly league so that will be after the mvp open at maple hill it will most likely be a disc looking into getting a uh, dimax with our logo so yeah we'll see if you don't want a disc with our logo you might want to take a few tournaments off yeah let me win you can definitely (laughs) sign up late from everything i recall we can sign up late And let's be yes. fair, you're not that far behind Joe at this point, even if you have a zero for the week. Pretty much. Dang. Joe was I mean, almost in the negatives. I mean, you... Obviously, the sooner you sign up, the better your odds are. However, yeah, you know... Just just like with the uh, DGPT points, it, they yeah. do drop the lowest scores. So, you know, Joe and I are not totally hopeless right now. <laughs> oh, I am, but that has nothing to do with this. <laughs> Well, all right, all right. Let's let's not give the listeners depression here. Uh, the other thing is on Twitter, make sure that you submit your listener questions. Uh, you can also submit them on Anchor FM uh, through our voice chat. If you want to hear your voice, uh, if you don't, like I said, hit us up on Twitter. Yep. We happy to take them and give us something else to talk about. Uh, we'd be more than happy to take them. Awesome. Well, I think that does right. it. So, Sounds good. Yeah. Have See a good week. Thanks, everyone. Enjoy your round, 